everyone, and welcome back to Beyond the Veil, a podcast about Harry Potter and mental health. I'm your host, Madison Ford. I hope everyone is having a lovely start to their fall season, or spring season if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. We've had a lot of really wild weather going on, um, so I just hope everybody is safe with all of these tropical storms and hurricanes. Some of the devastation that we've seen has been really, really awful, so I just want to send my love out to anybody who might have been affected by all of the storms that have been going on. So today for our interview, we're going to be sharing the story of McKay Strong. McKay shares with us how she used the Potter series during a period of really major loss in her life. I do want to give a quick trigger warning for this episode. We do discuss death and the loss of loved ones throughout the entire thing, so please keep that in mind and take care of yourself while you're listening. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back to Beyond the Veil, everybody. Today on the show, we have McKay Strong. McKay, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, Will you start off by telling everybody who's listening a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I was born in Texas. I live in Utah now. Um, I'm 24, and I love Harry Potter, obviously. Um, And then I also have both clinical anxiety and depression. Thank you for sharing that. If you wouldn't mind sharing some Potter-related information about yourself, like your Hogwarts house, anything you want to tell us. Yeah. Um, so I'm like a diehard Ravenclaw. I've just always known that I'm a Ravenclaw, and I don't believe in hybrid houses. So that's all I have to say about that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I love... Neville, I planned my wedding to Neville Longbottom when I was like in the second grade. I was a really normal child, clearly. I love your commitment to Neville from such a young age. (laughs) (laughs) Before Uh, he was uh, even cool, like killing Basilisk and I mean, not Basilisk, Nagini and stuff like that. A a true original Neville fan. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So will you talk to us a little bit about how you first came in contact with the wonderful Harry Potter series? Yeah, so um, I was pretty young at the time. Um, I, so I'm the youngest of three kids. I don't totally remember like who specifically introduced it to me. I think someone gave my brother a book and I didn't want to be left out. So I was like, well, if my brother gets to read this cool new book, like I want to too. Um, and I don't like have a ton of memories about the first book, but I remember reading Chamber of Secrets and, um, I stayed up with my dad to finish reading it the night before the movie came out because we were all going to go see it together the next day. So I have a lot of memories with reading Chamber of Secrets and that's always been one of my favorite books as well. Um, yeah, so that's like my main introduction and honestly, I just think I was hooked from the beginning I've always loved Harry Potter, and I've always been known as, like, the weird Harry Potter girl um, in school and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's perfect. That's a, a journey. Being the weird Harry Potter kid is, a, I think, something a lot of us can identify with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wonderful. Well, today we're talking about... Um, 
how the Harry Potter series helped you kind of deal with some really difficult losses. Um, you lost two family members in a really short period of time. So if you could kind of maybe talk to us about what was going on in that time in your life. Yeah, so um, like I said, I live in Utah now. I had originally come out here for college. Um, and so when I was 20, um, my sister was killed in a traffic accident. So it was very, very, very unexpected. Um, she was 22, almost 23. And she was still living at home with my parents. So it was just the three of them at home. Um, and I mean, like I said, it was unexpected and it was just kind of a weird experience because I wasn't even like in Texas. And so having to deal with coming out there and planning a funeral and then coming back to school and work and just kind of getting back into the groove of things after that. Um, was really hard and then um, a little less than two years after that my dad passed away Um, so actually he had come out here for I graduated from college in December 2016 um, and I my college doesn't have a December graduation ceremony so my family came out in um, April when I walked and so they were out here for just a couple days and Um, I think a few days after he got back, he just was feeling really sick and a family friend was like, oh, you need to go to the hospital and he had pancreatitis and he just ended up being in the hospital for like two months Um, and the whole time it was just like back and forth, like they'd be like, oh, he's like almost ready to be like to be able to go home and he's doing a lot better and then something else would happen like right after that and it was just so up and down the whole time. Um, eventually he was able to go home because he was doing better. And then, and this whole time I was, I mean, I still was in Utah and my parents were in Texas and it was like, oh, should I come home? Like, I don't know. Or should I stay here? Cause I was working. Um, but so he came home and then he just <clears throat> had more complications and he went back to the hospital. And so that time I finally decided to actually fly out. And I got there right before he went into surgery and he just, they were doing like exploratory surgery because they didn't really know the issues, like what specifically was going on. But anyway, so I didn't even talk to him when I was there, but so he passed away that same day a little bit after the surgery. Yeah, so that's kind of just what was going on with those two situations. So they're very different since my sister was super sudden and my dad, it was kind of like, oh, is this, is he going to pass away? Is this going to happen? But then it was like a lot more hopeful because he was out of the hospital, but then he went back into the hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of the background on that. Yeah. I'm, that really sucks to have that happen. So, you know, so quickly. And I'm really sorry you went through that. Um, I can only imagine the kind of toll that could take on you and, you know, it's never easy. So I'm just wondering how your mental and emotional health were during that time yeah it was (laughs) it was definitely hard I mean like I mentioned I already had anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. um after my sister died my anxiety was so so bad just because she died so suddenly and so I had all these fears about my other family members dying or me accidentally killing someone 
or me dying and I don't know. And so it was definitely heightened after that. And then same thing with my dad. It was really hard after he passed away because um, it left my mom on her own, you know, and mm-hmm. she's by herself in Texas. My older brother's in the Marines, so he's not there right now, but um, I don't know. It's just hard because now I've kind of settled down in Utah a little bit, and it's like my mom's literally there by herself. Like, <sighs> we don't have, like, family and stuff like that. I mean, she's lived there for 30-something years, you know, but I don't know. So there's a lot of weird pressures and emotions surrounding that as well, and I still feel really, like, responsible for my mom's, like, emotional health. And that's kind of a hard burden to bear, even though, like, it's not like she asked me to be (laughs) Mm -hmm. taking care of her emotional health. But I don't know. It's just kind of a weird situation to be in. Totally. It's when you are, whether or not you're asked to be, sometimes people just naturally step into that caretaker role. And Mm -hmm. that's doubly difficult because you have your your emotional health to deal with and you're helping someone else. So that's a that's a large burden to bear. Yeah, Um, definitely. But from what you've said, it sounds like the Harry Potter series was there to kind of help you move through these losses a little bit. Mm-hmm. Will you share a little bit about anything, you know, about Harry Potter at that time, like what it was giving you or um, how you used it, whatever comes to mind? Mm-hmm. So I think like I didn't necessarily like go out of my way and I was like, oh, Harry Potter deals with death and loss and I should read it because it'll help me, you know, but like I had grown up and Harry Potter had been such an integral part of my life that I just had kind of those experiences in the back of my mind. And I think just because I didn't know a lot of people that like had lost a sibling at that point. Um And then just having my dad's loss so close to that, like, I felt very, like, on my own. Like, people didn't really get me, you know? Mm -hmm. Even if they had lost someone, because, I mean, obviously a lot of people lose people that they love. But I felt really on my own. And then I think I just had that knowledge in the back of my head. Like, one of the main things was that Harry, like, no matter what trials he faced, and obviously he faced a lot of trials, um, he just was able to get through it you know, and um, just loss aside, like, he just was able to persist and to learn and to grow, and that's something that um, was really important to me, and I think just, um, like I said, I've always loved Harry Potter, and I did a big reread last year, and it had me reflecting a lot more on his experiences with loss as well, and I think, um, I don't know, there's just so many parts of different characters passing away and people that he never even got to know and um I think just he's able to survive the loss but those people are always going to be a part of who he is and that's something that I've really taken to heart um just those lessons and another thing too is um just remembering growing up with Harry Potter Um, having experiences with my sister and my dad um, being part of them so like I said I mean me and my dad stayed up reading Harry Potter and that was like a really special thing to me my dad always read books to us in general but um, that's like one that I can really pinpoint is Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets reading that together and same with my sister Um, we had a lot of things that we would do together but 
knowing that Harry Potter is something we both loved and I don't know it just it has a lot of um, emotional ties to my memories with them it's really wonderful it's like sometimes I picture the Harry Potter series as kind of a web throughout people's lives it just brings so many pieces together and can sometimes make you feel whole if you're feeling a little bit broken and uh, I'm really glad that you were able to it's funny how we do these things unconsciously too. Like you said, you weren't just seeking out like this is going to make me, you know, feel better. Mm-hmm. It's just somewhere deep inside you knew, you know, you knew that that's what you needed and I'm really glad it was there for you. Yeah, I'm... definitely. So Chamber of Secrets is obviously a really deep connection for you and I'm curious if there are any specific passages or characters anything from the Potter series that stands out to you as really um, significant in helping you move through these losses? Yeah. So I think something that definitely comes to mind, obviously a lot of people when they hear always, like they think of Snape. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, when Harry kind of goes as the lamb to slaughter at the end, um, when he's willing to die and, um, his parents and Lupin um, and Sirius all come back um, and his mom says, I mean, it's a little bit different in the movie, but she says like, we're, we're going to be with you always basically is what she says. And that's Mm -hmm. something that um, I don't know. I just really take that to heart. And um, I think too, when Sirius says that um, the ones who love us never really leave us is another thing that I remember a lot because I think that's one of the main things that Harry Potter taught me is um, whether these people are here physically or not um, they've touched my life and they've brought me joy and they've taught me lessons and um, I don't know they're just always going to be a part of who I am and who I've become and yeah so those and yeah, like in um, Goblet of Fire as well like when Harry gets to see his parents then too. I don't know. There are just so many tender moments that like J.K. Rowling is just phenomenal. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but <laughs> there's just so many tender moments that I can look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how do you even come up with that stuff? And I don't know. It's just amazing that who knew that these children's books would be such a huge part of my adult life as well, you know? Yeah. agree. (laughs) I'm curious on your thoughts. This is um, some of the things you were saying, like Sirius saying the ones who we love will always be with us. Um, That's something that I think we've heard outside of Harry Potter a few times. But I'm curious if you have any thoughts on why, why is that so much more impactful coming from the Potter books than from somewhere else? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I think just because we like literally see them still being part of Harry, like since he actually because of magic is able to kind of see them again, I think that's a big part of it probably that sets it apart. But um, I just think Harry has such a unique experience, especially in the case of his parents, since he didn't really know them, you know, and he doesn't really have any memories tied to them. Um but obviously who they are and what they did in their lifetimes shaped a lot of what he did um, just because he knew they were part of the Order of the Phoenix and they were against Voldemort. 
um, and he kind of took on the, those same roles, you know, and I think that knowing that his parents did that was a huge part of his motivation, I guess, to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And then the short times that he had with people like Sirius, and he didn't get to spend a lot of time with Sirius, but he built those relationships really quickly and really deeply. And I definitely resonate with that. And I get attached to people very quickly and I feel things very deeply. And I don't know. It's just like Harry never got a freaking break. But <laughs> and I kind of feel like that sometimes about my life too. You know, I mean, obviously everyone has struggles, but I think, yeah, he never got a break and he still kind of took those things to heart and was able to keep, keep those people in his life and keep them as his strength and his motivation to keep going on. Yeah. Even to the end, when he didn't think he was going to be going on anymore. Well, thank you for that. I think that's that's a really lovely answer. I think there's a lot of truth in that. So I am curious uh, to know you thinking about all ways, um, and this may be one of them, but if there are any specific ways or elements of the Potter books that you kind of use today to help yourself through. Um, you know, through any of your, any mental illness, any feelings of grief, uh, any way that you use Potter in your day-to-day life right now? Um, yeah, so I feel like especially lately, like, I'm really tied to Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, she's like a 24-year-old and she's like obsessed with Harry Potter still. That's kind of weird. Um, I don't think it's weird. <laughs> but They're I the weird like, ones. <laughs> yes, agreed. But I think, you know, it's almost like, because it was such a big part of my childhood, it's almost like I'm going back to it and I'm kind of attached to it. Like, not in an unhealthy way, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> I but think so. I think, like, it was such a source of joy and optimism and learning when I was a child. And I'm kind of able to go back and reflect on those positive parts of my childhood and positive memories of my family members that are now gone. Um, and just, it kind of brings me back to that time in a good way, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that answers your question or not. No, but. It does. Definitely. If it's a, if you're using Harry Potter at all in your day-to-day life, it's just, you know, whether you're reading it or reading about it, sometimes it just, it feels like it's, you know, a part of you. You can't really, separate from it I guess yeah definitely thank you so much for speaking with us McKay and I'm curious as we come to the end of our time if you have any final words of wisdom advice or any stories anything you want to share with us I think just that um you don't have to be afraid to love Harry Potter still you know I think kind of the beauty of the stories is that so many people of so many ages were able to enjoy them and still are today and I think that says a lot for the story in general that it's lasted through this time and that back then and now just everyone is able to take something and learn something from it so I don't think there's anything wrong with you know still being attached to it um and, you know, if that's something that helps you heal mentally, even physically, then I think you should take advantage of that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for saying that. 
Yeah. So many of us feel like the weird Harry Potter person, and so it's just a nice reminder that it's it's okay to love something a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, well, McKay, thank you again for joining us. This has been a really wonderful conversation, and uh, I think I think a lot of people are going to benefit from hearing it. So thank you again for being here. was my interview with McKay. McKay, thank you again for sharing your story with us. Before we go, I do want to mention that we are still working on our topic episode about Dementors and Patronuses. It's taking a little more behind-the-scenes effort than I initially estimated, mostly because I can be a bit of a perfectionist when trying something new, but you will see that very soon. So if you want to share your story as a guest on the podcast, you can visit our website and fill out our submission form. You can do that if you want to share as a guest or if you want to share anonymously. At the end of the episodes, we will read anonymous whispers. Join me next time for another conversation in the headmaster's office. Take care. Take care.